The good guys win. The police are on your side. God is watching you. Your standard of living will never decline. And everything is going to be just fine. <laughs> Thank you, George. Oh, the American flag. Yes. Welcome back to the bullshit filter. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's uh, been a couple of weeks since we've done a show. Um, oh my God. And to be honest, we're not very well prepared for this show. Uh, I totally forgot we were doing the show until it popped right. up in my reminders 10 minutes ago. So, huh. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, we should probably do this. We were going to do one last yeah. week, and then I had to, Stuff. I just, I'm just like, like, here's the thing, people, like, and like, in case you haven't been on Facebook recently or paying attention or don't give a shit. My life's kind of crazy at the moment. The film is coming out in a couple of weeks, promoting the fuck out of that, trying to get people to go to the cinema and buy a ticket. Uh, yes. The book, uh, been trying to promote that. Then we got all the shows and all the irregular fucking crazy plate spinning right. that we do anyway. So it's, uh, my life's yep. kind of crazy. How about yours, uh, Bubble Boy? Is your life as crazy as mine is? It's well, I'm sure it's not as crazy as yours, but it is crazy. For those of you who are thinking about coming to Durham, North Carolina, in my suitcase. Hello? Didn't didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) For those of you thinking about coming to Durham, North Carolina, um, just know that in my suitcase will be a packed toga. Will I wear it? Will I put it on? Probably the cigar lounge is what I'm thinking. We'll we'll see how it goes. That might get me beat up in North Carolina or it might get me a date. I don't know. Either way, it will be it will be coming with me and I see if I can drink enough alcohol to to get up the nerve to put it on for you. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing our friends in Durham from last last time who came out with us. Uh, Roscoe. Said he's got a ticket. He's coming. Catherine nice. and her husband are coming. So looking forward to seeing our old friends in Durham, North Carolina. Tommy the Mock, I think, is going to come. Um, yes. It's going to be great. The I old, have to ask, the old gang yeah, getting back together. Old, that's right. We're getting the gang back together. When we signed Catherine's pants, that was the first time I'd, I'd ever signed pants before. Mm. Was that your first time? You can you can tell me. I won't tell anybody. Uh, yeah, um, normally just bras before that, but pants or, or just straight onto the boobs. I'm glad Catherine didn't ask me to sign her boobs. That that would have been... Right, with her yeah. husband right uh, Well, there. I think he was into it, but it would have been <laughs> just just embarrassing for me. Bit. Yeah, right, uh, right. In public, in the middle of a Cuban restaurant like that. Um, uh I was going somewhere. <laughs> you threw me. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, Catherine has to get some new pants. Maybe some marketing the Messiah pants I should get made Ooh. up just for Catherine so we can sign yeah. those, as long as she wears them this time. See, right. the... signing the pants is one thing, Catherine. You've got to wear them. You want to sign right. them when you're wearing them. That's 
that's what I was kind of hoping for because I wanted that's to tickle point. her. But that's probably <laughs> enough of that right now. That's that's so you enough. Tickle it's, her while you were signing her. Is that what you're saying? With my, with my I wanted to tickle her with my pen. Tickle with, with your pen. pen. Yeah. <laughs> As I was signing this. Anyway. 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 <laughs> Let's talk about some news stories that have uh, tickled our fancy. There's so much going on. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of these, if you're not following my Psychopath Epidemic blog, go to thepsychopathepidemic.com where I'm I'm taking a lot of stories that, um, you know, sort of relate to what's in the book. Uh, So I'm posting a lot of stuff up there. But um, just some stories in the last few weeks that are kind of crazy. And uh, we're... We'll do our best to just sort of break them down. As I said, right. though, I, I haven't prepped as much as I normally do. I apologize for that, but um, you know, we're here. Well, Isn't that what counts? It's the thought. That's right. That, that it's it's, it's showing up as half the battle. But see, here's the thing: the bullshit filter podcast is needed more now than ever because, as we're about to find out in the next couple of stories, the new game in town is to not bring a cogent argument. It is not to. Um, be very mature in debating the other side. The, other, the the plan now for both sides, I would imagine, is is just sheer deluge. There's just going to be a shit ton of bullshit that's going to be used by both sides as the presidential campaign heats up. Why argue with, with someone when you could possibly lose, when you can just drown them out with volume? That's what we all have to look forward to. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's talk about... Um... Yeah. Acronym and Shadow and the Iowa caucuses, if we can, or caucus, I guess, one caucus, multiple caucai, mm-hmm. um, I think is the plural of caucus. Right. Mm. I'm going to go with that. Caucai. Caucai. Yeah. yeah. Like Hawkeye. Right. Uh, but a C. Know, on, on MASH, uh, you know, there was one hawkus. Right. And you have two hawkuses. It's... <laughs> Anyway, fuck I. Right. I don't know what the fuck. Um, so I, I, like, I'm sure everyone sort of followed this to some level, but the Democratic caucus in Iowa, the first in the primaries, yeah. big deal, even though Iowa, as we all know, and shout out to our listeners in Iowa, you know, a bit of a buttfuck state. Um, no one really, no one really pays attention to Iowa outside of the uh, primaries. Um, right. well, the primaries right. every few years is sure. the only time anyone gives a fuck about anything that comes out of Iowa, uh, as far as I'm aware. And um, I think you're right. Yeah. So there was a big kerfuffle. I mean, the Democrats are so fucking useless. Like the most, like, look, when the caucuses <laughs> happen, when the primaries happen, right. as, as a non-American, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> Robert Sullivan, Bob Sullivan, one of our one of our listeners, one of uh, was emailing me lately. He basically he read my book and he said, "Listen, stop talking, stop comparing Americans' love for the flag to the Nazis, will you?" And I said, "Why?" He goes, "Look, you just don't understand Americans. They're very passionate. It's not just the people on the right; it's the people on the left. We're all passionate about the flag, and when you compare mm. us to the Nazis, you're just going to piss everyone off." I said, "Bob." You, you should know me better by now. When have I ever given a shit about pissing people off? Like, yeah, that's the point. You love your flag like you're the fucking not like the Nazis did, and it's bizarre to people outside of your country, which is why I'm talking about it. And if people don't like it, if people are upset by that, then not my fucking problem. I'm here to 
you know, say what I think. Yeah. And if I, you know, like if, 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 if I didn't say what I thought, then who would I be when I read poetry? That's the point. You know? Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. deep. Anywho. Okay. You like that? Yeah. I stole that it from did. someone. I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, the fucking, like the, the, like, this is my take on the primaries. Uh, people pay attention to the first three or four, and then it's just noise. Is that fair? Right. Yeah. Yeah. After I that, mean, it's we... just it's just like oh, it's like it's like when you go to Europe, the first art gallery museum you go into, you're like, oh you're my like, god, wow, look at these masterpieces, these the statues, oh, these paintings, are fantastic. Yeah. By day five, you're like, yep, yep, masterpiece, uh, masterpiece, yeah. masterpiece, yeah, statue, fucking statue, statue, statue architecture, statue. yeah, all yeah, great, yeah, fucking, let's move yeah. along, people, let's move along, <laughs> Mona Lisa, yep, okay, done, exactly. next, <laughs> selfie taken, yep, done, let's, I really, I really need a gelato and a beer right now, can we just get the fuck out of here? I think it's a bit like that with the, the primaries, right, after the first half a dozen, you're like, oh, just pick a fucking but, candidate, will you, and let's move but along. See- but yes, you don't you don't recognize the brilliance of the people that run the Iowa caucus or primary or whatever. In order to stay relevant, they completely on purpose. This is my theory. I can't uh-huh. back this up with facts. Uh-huh. Fucked it up so people would talk <laughs> about talk it for about even it? longer than they, for even longer. Yeah. And hey, mission accomplished. It was mission paid for by the Iowa Tourism Bureau just because to get people talking about <laughs> Iowa. I, you know, it's like any press people is go, good press. The... Like exactly. at least at least they're talking about us. Right. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'd rather have you bitching about me than not talking about me at all. So as far as I understand, uh, there's a couple of things here. So they used an app to to make it easy. Yeah, to make it easy. They 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 created an app for the different districts to report their tallies into a central database, which would then tell it up rather than the old the old way of doing it which was to pick up a phone and go oh right hello there i don't know what an iowan accent is but i'm just gonna make one up that was good uh well uh this is uh jim bob from uh the second district down here in uh iowa and uh we got uh, 1217 votes for bernie sanders and uh, personally, I, I think he's a communist. But uh, you know, if he comes down here my way, I'll uh, I'll uh, uh, you know butt fuck him like I do my pig. But uh, you know, we got uh, twelve hundred and eight votes for that butt 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 a giggy butt a giggy. I'll butt a giggy him if he come up here. He gay man. He's gay. He's a put. He's yeah. a he's a homo. He come up here. I'll butt a gig his oh, butt. Ah, sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to see him sorry. referred to in the press. Uh, candidate Pete Butter 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 Sodomite said. Oh my God! I'm we need sorry. To bring, we need to bring back Sodomite. He's a class. He's a class act. Uh, he's but yeah. But I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the the thing is, they roll out this app. The app obviously failed, and the story right. is that they only rolled it out a couple of hours before the fucking vote because yeah. they said 
uh, they go. they didn't want to you know uh, uh, have oh, it have it online so it could be yet yeah, right. tampered with etc. Yes. So didn't get tested. Uh, they just, you know, because rule number one with technology, when you're rolling it out for something really big never. and important, is never test it. Never, <laughs> never test it, because uh, come out swinging. Technology, technology yeah. is always perfect. The like immediately perfect when it gets rolled out. Everyone, right. everyone who's been in the it's IT industry knows that. Exactly. Um, yes. Never any problems with technology. Never has been in the history of technology. There's never been a single yep. thing gone wrong. So yeah. you can. You can bet your bottom dollar this is going to <laughs> And they did. Yeah. So as far as I know, this is I'm reading this from a PolitiFact uh, right. article, so I'm hoping it's PolitiFactual. Ooh, nice um, little boom. This product, Shadow, the app, uh, started out as a product called GroundBase. Oh, yeah. Which That's was uh, developed by... Two folks, Gerard Nimara and Krista Davis, who worked for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. So, yeah, uh, you know, when you put Hillary Clinton Hillary... people in yes. charge of counting the votes. Things fuck uh... up. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. not saying these people... Uh, you know, can't be trusted. But um, knowing what we know about how divisive the political process is over there these days, not just Republicans versus Democrats, but Democrats versus Democrats, and oh, the the fact that you know the 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 DNC, by and large, Democratic National Committee sees Bernie Sanders as an interloper. They 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 see him as the, um, you know the the the. Senate of Rome saw Julius Caesar um, right. as right. as the, um, the 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 Roman Empire saw uh, Attila the Hun. He's not really <laughs> he's not one of ours. He's no, an he he's not. an interloper like the like the uh, Bourbons, uh, the Royalists saw Napoleon. I mean, he's 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 coming in from the outside. Uh, putting the hat on his head and calling himself a Democrat, but he's not really a Democrat. He's been an independent for the 40-odd years of his political career. He only he only pretends to be a Democrat when he's running for an election. Every four years, he says he's a Democrat for a year, but he's not really. Everyone knows that. He's, yeah. uh, you know, he's a... What does he call himself? A social Democrat social. or a Democratic Socialist right. or one of the Something two? Something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so they they hate. Look, let's be honest. The DNC yes. hate Bernie Sanders. They would probably rather see a Republican in the White House than Bernie Sanders. I think a lot of them. They fucking hate Bernie Sanders because he stands for everything they hate. Um, yeah, e equality, uh, progress. <laughs> <laughs> well, all you got to do is say, "Look, I want to massively cut back military spending. Take some of that money, spend it on healthcare." Uh, education, um, helping people, helping the have-nots. Does oh, that make me the enemy? Yes, yes it, it does. does. You're a yes, fuck, it fucking you're does. You're fucking yes. communist. So anyway, uh, Hillary Clinton people were behind it. Um, right. And then the news came out quite quickly after this big failure that uh, the uh, Peter, Peter, Pete Sodomite, um, buddy. <laughs> Buttigieg. Right? Uh, no, I'm going to pronounce it how I pronounce it. Um, oh, you go right ahead. I'm sorry. But, but a geek. 
um, right. uh, threw money into it. Um, they put uh, tens of thousands of dollars into it, or $42,500. Pete for America, Inc., his campaign, paid right. Shadow $42,500 before the caucus. Now, they say it's hmm. for software rights and subscriptions. And I think one of the rights was the right to win the Iowa caucus. Uh, that was part of it. Now, listen, right. I'm not suggesting uh, that anything untoward happened, that the Buttigieg campaign had any uh, intention at corrupting the sure. process. But here's my point. If I'm Pete Buttigieg's campaign manager, Right, and you come to me. You're from Shadow, and you come to me. Let's you you, you let's let's you know role play this, Ray. You, you're yes. you're from Shadow. You come to me. I'm his campaign manager, Cam, the campaign manager. I'm um, Shadow. Cam Cam actually stands for Campaign Awesome Manager. <clears throat> it's an acronym, <laughs> like the company that ran Shadow is acronym. So that's my acronym. Right. Uh, you come and you pitch me the idea of giving you money. Okay. Come in. Hello. Uh, who, who are you and what do you want? I'm busy, very busy man. I'm Cam I'm and I'm a busy man. Right. <laughs> well, Cam, busy man, uh, I'm from Shadow. We're going to be running the Iowa caucus, the very first one, and we just like a couple of minutes of your time. Maybe we can help each other. All right. Okay. You got, you got 10 seconds. What have you got? I need a ton of money, and I will be the one deciding, excuse me, <laughs> tallying up the votes uh, for the first uh, caucus that you desperately need to do well and to keep your campaign going. How are you today? Let me get this straight. Uh, what did you say your name was? I, I, I didn't, uh, for the record. My, just call me Shadow, Mr. Shadow, Dr. Shadow. That sounds kind of more badass. You, you Dr. Work for, Shadow will be You work fine. for Pete Buttigieg's campaign, did you say? Oh, yes, yes. I'm going to just yes, call you yes. Sodomite. Now, listen, Sodomite. Okay, um, Junior. You, what, you're, what you're saying is uh, you are the guy running the software that's going to determine or, or report, right. tally up, right. who wins the first Democratic primary uh, caucus that and you're correct. suggesting i should give you money ahead of uh, 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 any other campaigns giving are they all the campaigns ditching into any other campaign give you money well i like to just focus don't worry about and i'm doing my larry david hands right now don't worry about other people I, this is a one-on-one -on -one conversation i need it for quality control because we want the truth to come out right so, as I understand it, because uh, I read it in PolitiFact, uh, Joe Biden and Kirsten Gillibrand's campaigns also gave you money. Um, so, two, what about the others? What about Elizabeth Warren? Is her campaign giving you money? What about Bernie Sanders? Is his campaign giving you money? What about uh, Tulsi Gabbard? Her campaign giving you money? Any of these people giving you money? Is it across the board? What I'm asking you, Soto? Can I call you Soto? I'll call you Soto. Sure. Sure. If it's not, listen, here's my position. If it's not across the board, if you haven't got, look, when you have guarantees from all the party, all right. the campaigns, I mean, that they're going to give you money, then come to me and we will kick in to the dollar an equal amount right. as all of the other campaigns kicking. Otherwise, uh, are you right. fucking kidding me? I'm not giving you money. How's that going to look? That's that, that even well, if it's not corrupt, right. it's going to yeah. look as bad, as bad as if. And I'm just spitballing here. 
as bad as if I was, say, the vice president and uh, I was sort of the unofficial ambassador to, I don't know, let's say a, a really corrupt <laughs> country like Ukraine. Sure, and sure. Uh, my son, who's a coke-snoting <laughs> fucking prostitute fucking dirtbag, ends up with right. a job on the board of a gold. company that's being investigated for corruption right. and he gets paid $50,000 right. a month for a no-show job. That's how almost how bad that would look. And listen, because we are the good guys, we, yeah, there's no fucking way I'm even coming remotely close to tarnishing the brand right. of my candidate in the manner that you wish is. So I bid good day to you, sir. Mr. Sodomite, <laughs> and uh, get back to me when you have, you know, blanket guarantees and I'll put in to the dollar, not a penny more, right. not a penny less. Thank you very much. And but if we... And scene. Oh, sorry, see, you had more? I was just, just going to say, if we do need to talk in the future, instead of Sato, that's kind of hurtful. If you could just call me Butt Plug. I, that's my nickname. Anyway. Right, butt Plug, gone. yeah. <laughs> and scene. So that is how the conversation should go down. Right. The right. fact that it didn't go down that way tells me everything I need to know about Butt Plug's campaign. Secondly, yeah. the fact that the media hasn't reported that that's the way it should have gone down that I have seen, uh, you know, caveat, I haven't read every single piece of fucking media that's sure. come out, but I've read a dozen stories. Um, you know, the fact that that's not... Like, it's, it's the same with the Biden coverage you know uh increasingly recently and i'm talking in the last month i have seen places like the intercept say you know what biden you know should have shut this shit down from the get-go and yeah. his son should have yeah. turned it down from the get-go but for the six months prior to this no one has been saying that it's oh. all, all they say is and there's nothing wrong with that and i'm like yes there is it's no it's, it's the it's yeah. appalling it may not be illegal, but it stinks like a big fucking elephant shit in I... the middle of the living room. And everyone, anyone with <laughs> half a fucking brain and half a sense of propriety knows that. That no, right. you don't do this. This is just going to look really, really, really bad. You don't tarnish the brand with shit that's going to look and smell bad. Anyway, none of the coverage um has, right. has that i've seen has indicated has, has painted this perspective look this is just this tells you everything you need to know the fact that they did this <laughs> and didn't yeah. didn't know better means that they should get nowhere near fucking golf swing tony kynaston's uh iron distance nine iron <laughs> distance from the white house right <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's how the game is played. You get into power to benefit those around you. And if you do make it to the White House, like like Trump is now discovering personally, fuck him. It doesn't matter how I got here. If I get to the White House, I can change a whole bunch of shit. So unless you can stop me before I get to the White House, this is something I'm going to laugh about for the rest of my life. The, Sad uh, but true. The woman who's one of the co-founders of Acronym, the company that uh, picked up Shadow and, and ran it, Atara McGowan. Right gave a quote to Axios where she said, uh, the space was ripe for corruption and, in oh, sorry, no, disruption and innovation. <laughs> Yet disruption. with the ethos of taking great risks means that we can make great mistakes. Yeah, no. 
Damn. Uh, that's like that's like you're going in for you're going in for heart surgery, and the surgeon <laughs> opens you up, removes your heart, and puts an iPhone in, and right. you die. And he goes, "Well, hey, listen, we had to try. I mean, it's innovation. You know, great yeah. great risks mean we can make great mistakes. I mean, I I no, I hadn't tested it, but." Uh, <laughs> I didn't I know really that felt it, it was going to work. Yeah, I didn't right. know that it wouldn't work. You know, because I'm I'm a, I'm a Christian now, and I have faith that I, I, I just I just had faith that it would work. I prayed before I did it, and it Aww. turns out Jesus wasn't listening. Um, uh, but hey, <laughs> you don't know. You don't try. You don't know. That's my bollo. How's this? I promise I won't do it again because now I know it doesn't work. So next time. I'll we use a, I'll that. use an Android phone and we'll try that. Right. <laughs> then we'll move on to the Pixel and Galaxy, whatever, whatever. I'm anyway. gonna keep trying. And of course, as you pointed out, um, in our little uh, play acting, which I think we we fucking nailed that. I mean, I gotta say, oh yeah, I gotta say. And the award goes to right, right. And the award goes to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> That's always when you get up to give your when I get up to give my award speech for my oh, film. Just like, I'm gonna thank, thank Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Which is true. It it's is true. true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No irony there. By the yeah. way, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know if you've been following this, but yeah, I, I've um, probably not. I've taken out a bunch of Facebook ads promoting the film, and uh, one of them, the one targeting Australia, I specifically targeted the ads both to. Uh, people uh, interested in the Bible, Bible study, early Christianity, and atheists and skeptics. Ah, oh, good balance. Well, they're my two primary demographics. But anyway, so the comment yeah. thread on this ad is like now 300 posts long. And it's basically uber Christians arguing with uber atheists. <laughs> right. It's hilarious. But both of them <laughs> automatically hate the film. And for completely different reasons. The, Christ, the, the Christians all hate it because they assume it's a, an attack piece right. on Christianity. The atheists all hate it because they assume it's a, you know, a, a Christian film. And they're all just attacking the film. It's hysterical to watch. And wait, you know, people, people are criticizing, the atheists are criticizing the, the blue, blue-eyed, blonde-haired guy that I've put on the poster. Right. They're like, Jesus didn't look like that. He was Middle Eastern. Fuck this film. I'm like, yeah. Read the title again slowly and carefully this time. Break it down. Break yeah. it down. Think, yeah. think. Stop. Think. Think. You know. Read it again. What's it What's again. going on in the poster? He's having his hair done, makeup put on. Uh, right. You know what? What? And and look at it. What? 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 The title. Marketing. Marketing. The huh? Messiah. What? Huh? You know. Can, can, yeah. Like. Like. Fucking hell. Put it hell. together. Atheists. Put it together. Like, dumb Christians. I understand. Dumb atheists really piss me off. Like, come on, people. What? What does it say about our society when someone can see a poster and probably read a very short description and they just assume the worst? Like you said, the atheists assume it's a pro-Christian film. Christians assume it's an anti-Jesus film. I mean, I don't know. I think we're just so cynical in this day and age. Everybody's just assuming the worst fears and they're ignoring the fact that you have experts on yeah. the show and that you're asking them questions. And yeah, like, and then the Christians are like, oh, this is just another fucking atheist. I said, hey, we've got 12 PhD biblical scholars in the film are like, yeah, right. but they probably all don't understand Jesus. I go, well, at least half oh. of them are Christians. Yeah, well, they're probably bad Christians. I'm like, okay. That's right. All right. Bad you, kind. You have, a, you have a nice day. Anyway, <laughs> we um, 
nailed it. Getting back to our role play. That way I was yeah. just stalling for time while I looked that up. So, um, yeah, like the point The point is, as you said before, uh, whoever wins Iowa obviously gets a lot of early press, the first press in the caucuses. They tend to, in my understanding, is they get a, a big bump in their right. fun- fundraising. Momentum is the word. Yeah, if right, they can yeah, that too, yeah. win we that and New yeah. Hampshire, they're in a really good position. In this case, well, they're on um, a roll. In this case, yeah. you know, both uh, Buttplug and Sanders uh, <laughs> uh, uh, both claim to eventually have won Iowa, neck right. and neck. I think it eventually they was the, yes. the, the suggestion was Sanders won the vote, um, and uh, the number of votes, and 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 Buttplug won the um, uh, the number of electors. But mm. uh, that's debatable, and they're both calling for a re-canvassing. Right. They want to. Yes. They want to do over. Um, but you know, it, it just looks bad that Buttplug kicked money in and then happened to uh, win. But of course, Biden uh, kicked money in too and came like distant fourth, I think. Which I think he also came right. distant fourth in yes. New Hampshire as well. So yes. as it turns out. He's not looking good, and all the all the money now, all the good money is going behind um, either Buttplug yeah. or Bloomberg, who's putting up his own like sixty million dollars or something for his own <laughs> campaign finances. Well, I I find it hilarious that Trump was so worried about Biden all this time that he may have broken the law. He's been impeached for it, and now it looks like Biden might not even make it. He not might not even be considered a top tier candidate. So the irony in that. Uh, I just think is absolutely hilarious. He needs to start gunning for other people, but I'm not on the Trump reelect Trump campaign, so they won't listen to me. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think that's uh, the the um, story that I wanted to tell here. Oh, I know. I just wanted to point out mm-hmm. that that woman Tara McGowan, mm-hmm. who um, her company acronym bought Ground Base. She's got a history too. Uh, let me look this up here. She's worked for prominent Democrats, including Barack Obama and Tom Steyer, and for the mm-hmm. deep-pocketed Super PAC Priorities USA. Um, mm. So that's according Still. to thedailybeast.com. So, uh, yeah, I think there was also uh, some money came into Acronym from, I did read... Uh, Soros. I'm not sure if that's true. Uh, I didn't fact. Let me just fact check. See if this comes up in. No, he doesn't come up in. I don't know about George. Sorry, you, you see a lot of right wing stuff saying Soros is involved in acronym. I'm not sure if that has been fact checked, but you know, sure he invests in lots of stuff. So uh, here we go. Oh no, the free beacon. I'm not going that. Um, <laughs> hold on. AP News. This might. Uh, Federal records, uh, AP, yeah, okay. According to AP Associated Press, claim federal records show George Soros is the biggest funder of the failed app used by the Iowa Democratic Party during Monday's caucuses. AP's assessment, false. The data shows a donation by Soros to the National Democratic Redistricting Committee, a group led mm. by former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder that has ah. sued states over voting rights issues and legislative redistricting. Um, Facts. Social media users are sharing a chart of federal donations to falsely claim that Soros, a liberal financier, donated $2.6 million to Shadow Week, which created the caucus app for the Iowa Democratic Party. And there it is, they say. The single largest donor, blah, 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 blah. 
The chart does not show a donation by Soros to Shadow Inc. Instead, the chart, the ch- the chart. I charted <laughs> when I heard about what they did. The chart, which was published in a November 2009 online news article, shows Soros gave 2.6 million to the National Democratic Redistricting Committee, etc., etc. Okay, so there you go. Soros has not directly given to Pacronum the pack right. of acronym. Um, according to federal campaign finance records. So there you go. So let's uh, dispel that rumor. Yeah. Uh, One story, another story moving right along that a number of people uh, flagged to me, which was fascinating. Big uh, article in the Washington Post called The Intelligence Coup of the Century. Did you read this? Oh, no. What is the intelligence coup of the century? You didn't read this. I sent this to you. You didn't read the uh, the notes that I sent you to uh, read. I you uh, you sent me three links: uh, the drone guy, the uh, the censorship through noise, and Trump getting rid of his enemies after the um, impeachment. I missed it. Must have been another link that I missed. Well, yeah, Evernote shared note BF BFTN oh, sixty three. Sorry, sorry. I was looking. I was going by the links that you'd sent me on uh, Yahoo. All right. Well, I'll just do this one. So great. Edit all that out, obviously. Another story that number of people uh, flagged to me in the Washington Post: the intelligence coup of the century. For decades, mm-hmm. the Ooh. CIA read the encrypted communications of allies and adversaries. Oh shit. It's a great story. Well, yeah, that's, that's great a story. Well, yeah, but how they did it is the story. So oh, there gotcha. was a company called Crypto AG. Uh Santosi. Yeah. Uh American company that in uh, World War Two had the contract to build code making machines for the US military. And it became right. one of the world's largest makers of encryption devices. And, you know, it sort of navigated technology changes from, you know, mechanical gears all the way through to computerized software versions of encryption devices. Actually, it wasn't an American mm-hmm. firm. It was, it was a Swiss firm, I'm sorry. But, uh, well, on, on paper, it was a Swiss firm. And uh, right. look, so it looked independent. Well, we're Swiss. You know, we're neutral. Yeah. We're Swiss. And, and over the decades, uh, they sold encryption equipment to more than 120 countries right into the 21st century, including oh Iran, various military juntas in Latin America, India, Pakistan, the Vatican. Damn. But what none of these customers, obviously foreign governments, uh, knew was that Crypto, <clears throat> AG, uh, Crypto AG was secretly owned by the CIA uh, in a very secret partnership with West German intelligence, which was just the CIA rebranded, the German German branch of the CIA. So they basically, the CIA and the West German uh, Secret Service had rigged these uh, encryption devices so they had back doors and they could break into them. So for... Decades, according to uh, this article, which was 
written by the Washington Post and ZDF, who's a German uh, media company, the, the CIA and West German intelligence basically had access to all of the encrypted communications for over 120 countries, including, you know, American enemies for much of that time, like Iran. Right. Still didn't help oh them see God. the revolution coming, but still. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it was known, the operation was first known by codename Thesaurus and later Rubicon. <laughs> because they like were that. like, you know, once we cross this little stream, <laughs> we've basically, yeah. you know, we'll take over the world. Uh, a CIA report, which Washington Post and NZDF apparently got their hands on, right. called it the intelligent coup of the century. This is a quote from the CIA report. Foreign governments were paying good money to the US and West Germany for the privilege of having their most secret communications read by at least two and possibly as many as five or six foreign countries. Damn. Can't trust anybody. From 1970 on, the CIA and its code-breaking sibling, the National Security Agency, controlled nearly every aspect of crypto's operations, presiding mm -hmm. with their German partners over hiring decisions, designing its technology, sabotaging its algorithms, and directing its sales targets. They monitored Iran's mullahs during the 1979 hostage crisis, which suggests they knew about it and kind of, uh, well, maybe before or after it happened, during it happened. And as, you know, the rumor has always been that uh, the Reagan um, campaign, mm -hmm. obviously Jimmy Carter was president during the hostage crisis. The Reagan campaign did a deal with Iran not to release the uh, hostages until after the election. Right. To uh, I've heard that one. And enable them to blame the Carter administration. And and I seem to recall, I, again, I haven't um, prepped for this properly, but I seem to recall that there is substantial evidence that that is actually true, that actually happened. Um, yeah. They fed intelligence about Argentina's military to Britain during the Falklands War, tracked assassination campaigns of South American dictators and caught Libyan officials congratulating themselves on the 1986 bombing of a Berlin disco. Uh, now, the yeah. article says that the Soviet Union and China never bought crypto technology. They were suspicious about the company's ties to the <laughs> West, and rightly right. so, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Would it be, okay, this, this is my attempt at a rebuttal as an American. Since it's the Cold War and since America is leading the Western charge in the Cold War, doesn't it make sense, you have to throw morals out the window, that we know what our friends and allies are doing to help during the Cold War? Mm, that's, that's thin, but that's the best I can do as, as a loyal American. Well, I think if it was purely used for spying on your enemies, that, uh, that's one thing. One thing. Spying right. on your allies? Uh, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that it happens, but that's unacceptable. You know, particularly yeah. like, okay, you take Australia and the US, for example, um, allies, but we also right. have commercial relationships and we have trade agreements that, that, that are negotiated. Um, if you're, if the USA is spying on Australia's 
politicians, business leaders, diplomats uh, right. uh, to, to find out about their negotiating strategies for commercial dealing with American companies uh, and American government. Gotcha. That's, that's, gotcha. that's dirty ball. That's now, <laughs> now, yeah, right. look, everyone knows that this probably goes on. This is, this is just evidence that America does this kind of stuff, more evidence yeah, I mean, this, right. a lot of this stuff came out in more recent years with the Snowden revelations, but uh, this obviously points out that it goes back way, way further. The U.S. has been doing this for 60, 70 years, spying on its allies as well as its enemies. And, um, you know, it, you know it, it's hard for me to um, really draw a hard line here between the concept of a police state you know, whenever right. we, whenever we, you know, talk about East Germany during the Cold War or Soviet Union during the Cold War or, or Cuba during the Cold War, there's all of this talk about, well, it's a police state where everything you say is monitored and they have, you know, <laughs> right. spies yeah. and operatives everywhere that are listening in on your conversations and reporting it back to the Politburo and um, all of this stuff's going on, and it sounds it sounds horrible. It sounds evil. It sounds like you know you can't speak freely because they're always yeah. listening. Well, but this is basically the U.S. doing that on a global scale since World War Two, listening to all of the conversations, both in terms of you know with this stuff, conversations of governments and diplomats and probably businesses that were buying these um, technologies. Some of them. Right. And then, then with the Five Eyes Agreement um, that Snowden exposed, with everybody, everybody's phone calls, everybody's emails, okay, yes. they will say we weren't listening to the actual content of the conversations. We were just listening. We were just looking at who was talking to who and for how long. Right. Which is it's still not quite as bad, but just <laughs> almost just as bad, right? I didn't actually right. anally rape your wife, I just made her suck my dick and I came all over her face, right? So it's, come on. (laughs) Yeah, even I know where the line is at. But if I could add a layer to what you just said, all that stuff is the way the world works. Everybody spies on everybody. Everybody tries to take care of their own and and to hell with everybody else, even your allies. That's all fine. Well, not fine, but that's all the way it is. But the point is when America positions itself as the real good guys, the guys in the white hat, the, the the country chosen by God to lead the way. When you get when it gets to that point, then you have the, all this hypocrisy that really makes other countries pissed at us if we wouldn't pretend to be holier than thou. And we get caught at moments like this. We should be more honest, but but I'm sure we justify it to ourselves because everybody does it. But it's, but it's the hypocrisy that probably gets on a lot of people's nerves outside of this country. Well, no, it's not just the hypocrisy. That's one thing. It's also mm-hmm. just realizing that America is our enemy. You know, right. I, I, right. I say this all the time. America is the biggest terrorist state in the world. And, I mean, that's not just uh, hyperbole. If you right. look closely at the activities of the CIA since World War II, the the death toll of the juntas and the dictatorships and the counter-revolutionaries and all of that kind of stuff and the overthrows of governments and the assassinations that the CIA has either directly been responsible for or sponsored through proxies. 
by far and away the biggest terrorist organization in the world. I mean, ISIS could only dream of being as successful as the CIA <laughs> for as long as the CIA or Al Qaeda or any of these uh, groups that we want to look at. Um, sure. Secondly, when they're then spying on the entire world's conversations, and of course using that information for the economic to the economic benefit of the United States. I mean, we'd have to be extremely naive to believe that that information, right. you know, a, a commercially sensitive information, wasn't making its way back to American uh, businesses. Extremely yeah, naive. I'm sure that there. There's conversations going on. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, so, look, America is the world's enemy. Um, and that's what you should expect. I mean, there's no reason f from an American perspective not to dom you know, have a desire to dominate the world economically. And to dominate it economically, you need to dominate it militarily. And to dominate it militarily, you're necessarily going to be your enemy. That's... That's, right. you know, king of the castle, you know, yeah. mind thinking and psychopathic mind uh, mindset too, by the way, I would point out. But anyway, crypto, this company, still in, their products are still in use in more than a dozen countries around the world. But it was dismembered, according to this article, in 2018, liquidated by shareholders whose identities uh, remain shielded <laughs> by the uh, uh, laws of Liechtenstein. The uh, sure. the uh, country that has the um, Disneyland castle, the original Disneyland castle, oh, wow. uh, which has like, uh, you know, Panama, Cayman Islands type secrecy uh, around shareholding of companies. Now, two companies right. purchased most of crypto's assets. Um, both of those were contacted by ZDF and The Post. Uh, saying, hey, you know about the fact that your products are basically owned by the CIA and they have a backdoor. They all denied uh, knowledge <laughs> of this, right. of course. No. One of them, uh, the one of the guys from Crypto International, one of the companies that bought their products, says, we at Crypto International have never had any relationship with the CIA or the BND, the German intelligence. And please quote me, if what you were saying is true, then I feel absolutely betrayed. And my family feels betrayed, and I feel there will be a lot of employees who will feel betrayed as well as customers. And I'm shocked, I tell you, shocked to find out that there is gambling going on in this establishment. Would you know that you are being used by the CIA? Isn't it the point that you're not supposed to know that you're being used or whatever by the CIA? I mean, that's, that's how they work. Of course, you're not going to know or you're going to deny it because you don't want to piss anybody off. I mean, it's just insane. Well, look at, yeah, I mean, it's possible that the people who bought the assets of the company don't know because the company, right. I mean, the original company, Crypto AG, obviously knew because according to this article, if it's correct, uh, allegedly the CIA uh, and, and the BND had complete control over its hiring and its policies and obviously Jesus. its technology builds for decades. It's not like... They could right. put a back door in the technology in 1950 and then just set and forget. I mean, the technology has has advanced and changed and evolved over the years, so they had to continually be working with the engineers at crypto to engineer right. secret hidden back doors for them to get into, so they could listen. Um, so there you go. Like you know, uh, you know, people don't 
believe me when I say America is the world's enemy, but uh, this is yet more evidence, if we need it, that America has been spying on its allies as well as its enemies for, you know, the last 70 years. Well, here's the, for me as an American, here's a truly sad part. A lot of Americans listening to this will go, yeah, well, it benefits us, so fuck it. But then when you tell the average American, the government is also recording all of your phone calls, all your texts, what, you know, whatever, like you were saying earlier. And I'm not even sure if they would care about that anymore. I, I don't know. It's a very, that the warped patriotism that we have is like, well, if, they're, if they want to listen to me, they can, because I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not a terrorist or whatever, but that's not the point. The point is they're breaking laws. They're spying on all of us. We're supposed to have these inalienable rights and we don't. And it's just going to go on until there's some kind of political or whatever revolution. It, it, I don't know. It's just hard to get Americans worked up about things that should very easily concern them, but don't. But we certainly get pissed off about uh, Super Bowl halftime show or the election that's coming up. I don't know. It's just it's insane sometimes what we get worked up about. Yeah, well, look, uh, if, if, if Americans want to justify this uh, kind of behavior by your government, that's fine. You can do that. But just understand that you know, the rest of the world pays attention to this stuff. We don't, There's repercussions. There, it, yeah. You know, when George Bush gets up and says they hate us for our freedoms, no, we no. We, ad- we admire your freedoms. Um, okay, there may be some extremists that um, don't like sure. Western-style uh, freedoms. But for people like me, we don't trust America. Uh, we don't trust... It's not Americans. I mean, right. I trust... No, I was going to say I trust you, but that's not true. Um <clears throat> Uh, look, <clears throat> there may be a handful of Americans. I trust. <laughs> I trust. You trust your wife? She's American. Yes, I trust my wife to right. do whatever she wants. Um, <laughs> I trust Larry David to make me laugh. Keep it real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, we don't. When I, of course, I'm talking about the American government, and I'm talking right. about American corporations, the American elite, right? Whenever sure. I say America. Um, we trust them, I guess, to 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 look after their own interests at the expense of the rest of the world, and that's completely understandable. Particularly for those of them that are psychopaths, that's what psychopaths do. They don't give a fuck about mm-hmm. other people. They don't give a fuck sure. about ethics or morals or values. But this is a classic example. America, in terms of ethics and values, again, if we role play this, okay, let's role play it. You're uh, you're somebody from uh, the CIA, and I'm yes. somebody from. Oh, you're 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 an operative in the CIA. Has this idea to spy on your allies? I'm the director right. of the CIA. You come to me and you pitch me the idea that we should spy on our allies. Go three, two, one. Okay. Scene. Go. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Uh, Agent Buck here. Hey, fucking um, knock on the oh, door before you come in. Oh, I'm a very busy man. I snuck in because I'm a C. I'm, okay. All right. Excuse me, sir. Yes. What is it? Agent hold, on, hold, here. On, hold on, hold on, going to get my CIA director action. What is it? <laughs> that was good. That was, brings back a lot of memories. Uh, I've got an idea. You know that we're already spying on our enemies, you know, uh-huh. yay, USA. Yeah. But I, I think we yeah. should also spy on our allies as well. What What did you I say? Really your, do. What did you say your name is? <sighs> my r- butt plug. Don't make me say it again, please. Well, it's, my, that, it's my code name. Is that is that French? Uh, is it, uh, there are times. Is it German? There are times it's French. 
Oh, the Germans like is that, that too. Is that ass to mouth when it's French? You pull it out, <laughs> stick it in. It, it depends anyway. on the context. But, but, let me. Yeah, yeah. But, but, let me. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I heard you correctly, but, but so let me. Uh, let me just uh, see if I understand. Yeah, yeah. Re- Please. W- am I right, but plug in thinking that what you're saying is mm-hmm. we should we America, the, the the land of freedom, <laughs> hope, and opportunity, right. the land of George Washington. I cannot tell a lie. Okay. Of Google, right. do no evil. Are you suggesting to me that we, the great shining? White castle on the hill for the entire world. <laughs> single-handedly defeated them Nazi bastards. The, the first country to put a man on the moon and a man in space. The first country. Uh, that was the, You're supposed to say that was the Soviets. Come on. Oh, oh, man well, I was, I didn't want to, you kind of scare me, sir, but actually the Russians, the Soviet. Uh, Shut up, those you people fucking first, commie. Sorry, Don't sorry. give me that commie <laughs> propaganda, boy. Sorry. The first country to build an A-bomb. The only country to use an A-bomb. Damn are right, you, sir. Are you suggesting that Twice. we, the country that had slaves, the, the country, uncomfortable, the, the country sir. that took a land from the engines, are you suggesting that we, the United okay. States of America, should spy on the most private and secret conversations of our best friends? Is that what you're telling me, boy? Well, first of all, sir, we did give the Indians beads, so I felt like it was a fair trade. Ain't um, no beads. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, what they do is not, is not with my... With syphilis uh, on. <laughs> and I was yes, there, sir. boy. Oh, I, God. I showed him how to... I showed How old him. are you, sir? Oh, boy, you would not believe it. And I showed him how to use them anal beads. Slowly in and out. In. I think we're getting off topic, and sir. Out. In and out. Sir, should I come back? Come Cause... back with her anal beads. <laughs> Because you're pulling down your pants. Anyway, you never know when today's friend is going to be tomorrow's enemy. We have to be prepared, sir. Like the Boy Scouts when I was first raped. You have to always be prepared. What the? <laughs> keep, keep going, boy. Just talk slowly. Don't we look at me. Be... Don't look at me no, in the eyes, don't... boy. <laughs> well, I'm, look... I'm looking behind you. So anyway, we have to be prepared. We have to know what's going on all over the world so we can be ready to protect this great land that white Jesus made for us. Listen to me, boy. Butt plug, yes, whatever your fucking name is. <laughs> listen to me and listen to me carefully. Yes, sir. Friends, don't spy on friends, boy. There's a few rules that I learned in the Marines, boy. Number one, kill the slanty eyes. Number two, you don't, you don't scratch another man's vehicle. Three, you don't fuck another man's wife unless he's in the room hiding in the closet. D, right? D, friends, listen, D. If it happens in Vegas, it's not gay. And <laughs> E, 
E. <laughs> yes, friends, sir. friends don't spoil friends, boy. Everybody know that. I don't know why Mitch. all of a sudden I'm talking like I'm black. Everybody know that. I'm like, sir, I'm sir, like, you turned black. I'm like Robert Downey Jr. in, in whatever that movie was, boy. Suddenly I'm become Tropic Thunder, Tropic Thunder yeah. boy. All of a sudden I'm got blackface on. I don't know why. I'm laughing. Sir, I, my rebuttal to I've that is all, quite simple. I've been around right? so long. You I used to be. Know. I used to be black right. man. <laughs> Now, nah, nah, I'm a white, white man. I turn white man like, back like Michael Jackson. Black. It's not weird. <laughs> right? No, no. It's a medical condition, sir. I understand. A medical condition, my ass. Yeah. Oh, I have a medical condition <laughs> in my ass. From I can see it, sir. Yeah, Actually, you can stop showing it to me. Swelling up. Apparently, <laughs> you sh shouldn't use yeah. cedar wood. And leave them in there for ten years. I did not know that. I, want to get, I thought it would keep the moths. Go to the seat and we keep the moths out of my asshole. I want to get that checked. Anyway, sir, my point is it's not spying if you're never caught, sir. This is the uh, Costanza, uh, the Costanza <laughs> the rule, you're saying? The Costanza, the Costanza he's doctrine. A, the Costanza he's doctrine. He's a consultant. Yeah, it's he's not, a consultant. It's not, right. it's not it's spying. Not, it's if, not lying if you believe it. It's not spying <laughs> if they right. don't find out. That's what you're saying, the Costanza doctor. Exactly. Right. And we've got a backdoor, and I know you love backdoors. Clearly, oh, sir, you're I a big backdoor back fan. Yeah, I'm a backdoor yeah, mad I can boy. See it. Right. Oh yeah. Can, you I can see you ever been in the so Marines, I'm boy? Gonna... No, have you been uh, in the just Marines? For a weekend. Well, you know, <laughs> not a Marina boy, a Marines. No. Oh, with an oh, S. No, sir. No, no. Have you been in the Marines, boy? <laughs> Long, lonely nights, you know, on sniper duty. You know, you you understand the pleasures of the duty? back door, boy. Oh, yeah. gotcha. And, right. and the pleasures right. of a duty while you're on duty. <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're playing with your back door and you do on duty and you do a duty, oh, <laughs> nothing better Sir, than that, boy. Can I make an observation? It seems like you lived a full life, and I, I just think that's amazing, sir. Hoo-ha! <laughs> And scene. All right. Well, that's how it should go down, right? Like, no, we are yeah. a good. We we're the good. We're the good guys. We don't spy right. on our friends, right. dickhead. Right. But apparently, that conversation never came up. <sighs> how are we doing for time? Oh, that's about an hour. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly the time goes when you just kind of uh, <laughs> when you do scenes. Do scenes. <laughs> Uh, like one, more, one more story yeah. I want to do. This is the uh, billion-dollar disinformation campaign to re-elect the president from the Atlantic. Okay. Do you read this one? Yes, yes. Wow. Okay. I'm glad I'm yeah. sitting down. Um, again, a few people sent me this. Uh, I've been reading recently uh, a book, which is the most depressing book I've read in a while. Well. And I wrote The Psychopath Epidemic, so... <laughs> That's wow. telling you something. Um, yes. It's called, uh, what's it called? This is Not Propaganda, Adventures in the War Against Reality by Peter Pomerantsev. Most depressing Ooh, nice book uh, I've read in a long time. Bas and this article is telling the same thing, but basically a similar thing. But uh, according to Pomerantsev, and he's a British uh, journalist uh, who, I think he was, uh, I don't know, what did he do originally? 
I remember now, but he's a British journalist. He's gone around the world um, interviewing campaign managers in mm -hmm. third world dictatorships and crazy countries like the Philippines uh, with Duterte where uh, and, and finding out about how they're using social media and then tracks it through to Trump's campaign and um, Blow Joe's campaign over in the right. UK recently. Basically, the lay of the land is this. Nearly, according to this guy in this article in The Atlantic, nearly every major political campaign in the world these days has a strategy of just spending uncountable, incomprehensible amounts of money on social media disinformation. Now, you know, we know this is going on and we know it happened in the 2016 election and, you know, sorry, 2018 election. 28, no, this is, yeah. 16. 20, 16 2016. Yeah. Yeah. 2016 election uh, with uh, fucking um, um, ca 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 Cambridge Analytica and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> this, it wasn't invented by the Trump campaign. This has been going on. I mean, they learnt from what's been happening in right. other smaller countries. Uh, but basically, there are operatives out there whose job it is, is to basically go in and just spend like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars uh, on fake stories, on fake sites, fake highly targeted Facebook ads and Google ads targeting certain kinds of people that link them to the fake stories. And the mm -hmm. strategy here is twofold from what I understand. Number one, well, actually, it's maybe threefold. Number one, it's to try and get the people to believe these fake news stories uh, about right. the political competitors. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Incredible stories written in places like the IRA, the Internet Research Agency in St. Petersburg, the uh, it's sort of a fake news farm run by people close to the Kremlin. Um, and in the book, uh, he uh, actually has an interview with a woman who snuck in there, a journalist who snuck in there and, and worked there for like six months to get the lowdown on what's going on. Damn. And according to right. her, you know, basically they would be given their marching orders every day, like thousands of people sitting there at desks whose job it is is to write stories and respond to comments um, and to basically pitch a certain angle. And she said a lot yeah. of these people were uh, journalists by profession, highly trained journalists. And mm -hmm. in fact, when she got brought in for an interview, she was headhunted by a former like editor of hers who said, hey, I got a job Damn. for you. She got brought yeah. in and met another guy who was a former editor. So these are like senior media guys right. running, running this operation, hiring highly skilled and trained journalists and paying them twice, three times as much as they would get paid as uh, actual journalists to do this stuff. Yes. And so they're writing these uh, fake stories. Hold on a sec. You printer just got delivered at my door. Writing fake stories and uh, responding to comments on Twitter and Facebook and whatever to yeah. to debate people, to spread misinformation. And what she was saying is that the woman who worked at the IRA is they would also then be told 
anyone who, like a journalist who tried to expose this, they would then set on them to attack them, dig into their profile, hack their profiles, dig into their background, basically destroy them. And also political operatives who were getting too close or political candidates that they were being paid to, you know, it's basically their mercenaries, right? They'll just attack anyone they're getting paid to attack. Left, right, they don't really care. Doesn't matter. Black, white, left, right, religious, atheist, doesn't matter. They will attack anyone who they're being paid to attack. So the first thing is they do want to destroy these people and and, uh, promote certain candidates, but not for any political purpose, just because that's what they get paid to do. Secondly, uh, they want to continue to turn people against each other in Western democracies. That's part of the Russian agenda, destroy Western democracies even further by just ramping up the inherent tensions that already exist uh, by providing tons of fake information on both sides that'll drive people nuts. Thirdly, it's to continue to erode people's trust in the media and that's you know Mm -hmm. why we do this show nobody knows who to trust how to find factual information how to identify what's most likely to be real what's most likely to be fake so the the more fake media people are presented with that even if it's exposed like it it kind of works even better if it's exposed as being fake because then you go well fuck how do i know what to believe and you just give up you stop listening, you stop believing, and you just resort back to your inherent biases, right? Yeah, or your tribe. Your tribe. People, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was, if I can just add on to what you said real quick, because you're right, it doesn't matter as long as we know that the propaganda is out there and Trump is going to spend a billion dollars just on, on this disinformation, it, it leads to you being paranoid, which further breaks down society. So, it, so it's just this completely d- destroy all the things that you think you know that are right, the people that you think you can trust. You just break society down. You carve it up into little to little, to smaller parts, and then Trump or whoever doesn't the Democrats are going to do it too. Then they can then target these smaller groups to try to either change their mind, get them to to donate money because that's a big part of it as well, and and also this is the big part to make sure that they show up to vote because it's all about you know who shows up to vote. That's how whether Trump is going to win, he needs his base and a lot of other people to show up. So you break everything down, you carve it up, you focus on little groups, which is a lot more manageable, and you literally recreate reality so they have no idea what is real, what is not, but they're seeing a deluge on their Facebook posts every single day. They don't know what to believe. And here's one example in the Atlantic's article. It said that in the 10 weeks after the House of Representatives began its impeachment inquiry, the Trump campaign ran roughly 14,000 different ads containing the word impeachment. Oh, God. Obviously attacking the concept of impeachment. 14,000 ads over 10 weeks. That's 1,400 ads a week. That's 200 ads a day. Different ads Jeez. a day, and they're, I mean, yeah. and they're they're micro-targeted ads. Now again, both sides are doing this. They're micro-targeted. They're 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 highly highly targeted. You can do this if you've never done Facebook advertising. I know you've been experimenting with micro-targeting yeah. ads for your penile implant product recently, <laughs> and you found that targeting them like to an actual city is is having good oh, yeah. results rather than being it's too huge. broad. Yeah. 
Well, you and I, you and I were talking earlier. I mean, you and I will spend ten dollars or whatever. We'll put out an ad. Or you've been you've been marketing your film, your book, the events that are coming up, and I and I've been doing the same thing. You know, for ten bucks, I can get this in front of. I can actually get this in front of thousands of people and get six hundred people to actually like it, or or hundreds of people to comment on it. We're talking about Trump's team already budgeted a billion dollars for this, so they are going to literally be able to skew not reality but your perception of reality. Yeah. So one of the other things that they do is, according to the woman who works at the IRA, is when somebody you know, uh, uh, like an individual, a journalist, as I said before, for example, oh yeah, uh, speaks out against uh, this behavior or, or calls bullshit on right. one of these campaign tactics. They will then target that person, not just digging up dirt on them, but literally with uh, a, a online abuse, death threats, hate mail, threatening their family, their kids, where their kids go to school, um, just massive amounts of terror, inflicting yes. terror on the critics. Now, you might think, well, that's a criminal offense. Yeah, but when the person doing it is a fake online name in a fake online account coming out of right. uh, secretive uh, data center in St. Petersburg. You're not going to find it. You're not going to find them. So, and the thing with the fake stories is, you know, Facebook's approach is well. We now have this library where we record all of the ads, and you can, you know, you can see the ads, and you can fact check them, and journalists can fact check them. But yeah, of course, once the ads out there, people don't matter. pay attention. Yeah, once it's out yeah. there, it's done its damage. All of the, yeah, you know, we saw this in the UK election recently with Blowjo, um, Blowjob. Uh, he, uh, like there was serious disinformation being spread mm -hmm. by the Conservative Party over in the UK about the Labour Party's policies, like straight up lies. They were called on it. Yeah. I think Google banned some of their advertising or Facebook, Google, one of them banned it because it was straight up disinformation and lies. But there's nothing, nothing happens over that. Yeah. Like there's no penalties there's no uh, they, and if there is it's going to be a uh, you know it's going to take three years to go through the courts it'll be a fine and a slap oh, on the wrist and a wagging of the finger they're already in government yeah, it doesn't okay. matter yeah so what do we do about it is the question um hmm. i tend to think that uh you know it, partially it comes down to campaign finance laws we need yes. to See, like, and in Australia, our problem's nowhere near as bad as yours, but we do have a lot of dark money uh, going right. in. We, we have very strict campaign finance laws in this country, but what we don't have is very strict laws on party donations. So there's a lot of dark money. I think there's a limit of like $14,000 in this country that you can donate to a party in a single transaction without the party having to report who it came from or you having to report it as the donator. Right. So, of course, you know, it's not that hard in this day and age to have a thousand individual accounts give $14,000 each to uh, a party. The party right. knows who it's from, but... Uh, and a yeah, couple of these stories it. have hit the media here, like yeah. uh, one, I think it was a Labour politician here, got caught out taking uh, money from a Chinese businessman 
you know, millions Jesus. of dollars from a Chinese businessman that was coming in via small packet, brown paper bags full of untraceable money from staff at Chinese restaurants or something where he was God. holding dinners. Jesus. So we know that a lot of that stuff goes on here, but it's nowhere near as bad as the US. But you know, like that's the first thing. We need to clamp down on political funding, whether it's campaign financing or political contributions, massively. Because otherwise, yeah. this is just going to get worse and worse. But of course, to do that, we need the psychopaths in control of the political system to mm, agree to out. do it, which they're not going to do because right. they're <laughs> cutting off their nose. So right. it's very difficult to see a way through this. Now, I read this article. I've been reading this Pomerantsev. I'm not. I'm only about I don't know quarter of the way through the Pomerantsev book, but it's so fucking depressing because really, I go, well, what am I even bothering? Like, let's just give up. It's fucked. We're done. <laughs> It's it's we're and totally we're totally yeah. done. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like, I people say that to me all the time. I don't know why. I don't know how you can read the news. And Chrissy says to me all the time, "I don't want to hear what Trump did. It's just depressing, and I feel helpless, yeah. and I feel depressed." And I go, "Well, no, I gotta gotta talk about it. I mean, we have gotta think about. We gotta talk about it, discuss it, come up with a a plan. We gotta need to understand it at least from just from a contemporary news narrative. What's going on? So we understand what's happening." As the Titanic mm -hmm. sinking, I'm the guy with a microphone up the top of the pointy end of the boat going, well, uh, looks like we're sinking. Uh, if anyone's listening to this, we're sinking. Um, hello? Right. Is this on? Hello? Anyone? Just thought I'd let y'all know. We're sinking. Yeah. 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 Um, whereas, you know, the, the alternative is just to drown and go, well, fuck it. Just to jump yeah. in, you know, uh, blow all the breath out of the air, tie, tie an anchor around your ankle and just go down. We need to yeah, fight, fight somehow, yes. Uh, yes. I think. But um, but seriously, this book, I was, it just took the took the wind out of me, man. I was like, holy shit, this Jeez. is going on at a scale which is impossible to defeat. Um. So anyway, uh, don't read that article. Don't read this book if if you don't <laughs> want to kill yourself. If you're at all, and I know we have a lot of listeners that. Uh, have mental health issues and struggle with depression and struggle yeah. with suicidal ideation and they're on medication. No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm seriously, I'm being serious. Right. If you're one of those people, yeah, don't, don't listen, don't read that book and don't read this article because uh, it may, yeah. it may push you over the edge. It's seriously fucking depressing stuff. Just, just listen to us do scenes, and that'll lift your spirits. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Uh, lift my we spirits. should just do all the podcasts from now on in, in scene format. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you, Ray, for turning up. Thank, Thank you, everybody. You. We will. Uh, oh, by the way, look. You know, I'm traveling all around the globe doing film promotion in March, so. We we may be sketchy for the next uh, six weeks, but we'll we'll do stuff as and when we can, and we'll figure out ways to fill it out. We'll do live stuff from Durham. Um, yep. I'm going to do some live stuff from Ray's That'd house in Virginia. He won't be there, but I I'm going That's there. Right. Um, I'm going to go through his um, underwear drawer. I'll do it on Facebook right. Live. Leave my butt plug collection collection alone. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And if you haven't already, go to marketingthemessiah.com, watch the trailer, uh, buy a ticket uh, uh, to the film, or 
set up a screening in your town. Um, you can do that. Go and I've got a blog post on marketingmessiah.com. You just go up and say, hey, I want a screening in Buttfuck, Virginia. Um, they go, is that butt plug? No, butt fuck. Oh, butt plug. Uh, no, butt fuck. Yeah. Butt fuck, Virginia. You go up, you just fill in, oh, you know, I want to have a screening maybe on this date. Uh, they will create a screening for you and then uh, you promote it on Facebook, on Twitter. Hey, come see this great movie that my best friend Cameron Riley uh 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 made and if and if we can sell enough tickets uh, to go then it'll happen and if we don't sell tickets it won't happen no harm no foul but yeah. you you can have a cinema screening otherwise you're going to need to wait 6 or 12 months to to watch it unless you supported the kickstarter thing and if you did support the kickstarter thing and have you watched it did you get a kickstarter link I did I will be watching it between now and Thursday Okay I think you said that last week we're going to watch it over the weekend uh, watch it. Uh, leave a review on Facebook or on our IMD page, which will be up sometime this week, and you can leave a review there. All right, that's all I wanted to say. And buy my book, thepsychopathepidemic.com. Oh my God! Fuck me. Yeah, no, this was, and I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch.